so so since you you sent this post to me in the planning stages of this and in the interim it has been deleted yes it has so so i have actually not been able to read this post oh good okay so a bunch of different people sent me this post and it took me down a turn in the internet that like i'm still not okay about um it was published on march 14th 2020 and it's titled my partner has been putting slugs in my food for the past two weeks I am not going to read it. It is totally awful. Thank you for bothering me with that. Um, and that was the only one I got. Like, I got that like five times. You should go with the same one five times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Ryan Broderick. Welcome to The Content Minds. I am Luke Bailey. Welcome to also The Content Minds. Yes. Yes. That's the show that's happening right now. We have a. I got to think of a better intro. Well, I feel like we go through this every week. This one was a pretty good one, though. I thought that was a pretty good opening. Yeah, exactly. I'll just, I'll just repeat your what you say, but with my name. It's yeah, you said your. Easy. Yeah, I said my name and you said your name, and then we, we did it. Cool. Okay. We have a good show this week. Um, it's about a topic that I feel like has been building for a while in the background of the internet, which is online witchcraft. Yeah. Most recently, uh, a bunch of witches hex the moon, and that's just like the newest part of this. So, I would I would say actually it's been it's been going slightly longer than that. I would say it's, it's been going for about a thousand years that this has been building in the background witchcraft no this is a brand new thing oh it's a brand new thing yeah oh, cool yeah this, w- women practicing witchcraft is brand new as of 2020 or at least 2017 according to our research interesting interesting before we get into that you sent me something i wanted to talk about which is grover house i mean i want to talk about grover house but i also want to talk about why i sent it to you which is just is flight sim which is just seems to have gone like it's gone very strange very fast and i'm really into it do you have the game no it, it requires like a a supercomputer to run basically <laughs> every 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 computer i own is far too old or full of screen grabs of random things from the internet to, to uh, successfully run it but um yeah so fight sim came out this week the it's the first time in like four years um but the big thing about this flight sim is that it has the entire world on it uh they've mapped the entire world so you can fly anywhere in the world and you're stupid two-seater plane which should point out the world is like 70 percent water so it's it's mainly flying over the sea uh but what they've done is rather than actually like manually do every single um object every single city every single building they've just used real photos uh and basically done machine learning to simulate it all oh wow okay which was a, yeah so that's how they've managed to do this this entire thing uh so there's certain areas that are like really good certain areas that are a bit weaker as a result, it's thrown up some really weird results. Uh, so, for example, if you go to, like, Stonehenge, for example, which is one of the things you'd think, like, you would go to manually and make sure it was right. right. Stonehenge is just flat. Right. Then if you go to London and try and go to Buckingham Palace, Buckingham Palace is a uh, it's an office block in, in that it's the right shape, uh, but they think that they think they're just looking at it. That looks like an office block and the machine has just turned it Buckingham Palace into an office block, <laughs> which is really good fun. Um, but then there's also a place in, I think it's Melbourne, 
where for some reason a glitch has resulted in like a 500 meter tall you know one building wide i saw that it's, enormous it's, spike. it's horrifying it's like it's like genuinely unsettling because it's just like a city with one gigantic t- skyscraper in it um just like watching out like something out of like hp lovecraft it's horrible yeah it's surprisingly dystopian um but one thing that is on there and i've been i kind of want to get it because i want to go to like the i want to go to like, the american football house and, and see if that's on there somewhere because it, it must be right uh i guess i mean i i I have my only knowledge of this video game is what like a few people have started tweeting about well i mean most people have immediately obviously gone to uh little saint james um which is now apparently very crowded in the game because everyone keeps flying to so you can see other players jeffrey epstein island (laughs) hey that's a good 2020 (laughs) thing that everyone's doing using the flight simulator to go check out uh fucking jeffrey epstein's horrible island yeah uh, that's pretty 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 dark um yeah but so you can see other players in the game i think not always it's like one of the ones where there's like multiple spaces and stuff you, yeah there are there are pictures of just everyone flying to the Je- <laughs> the jeffrey epstein island <laughs> <laughs> it's just a crowd of like two-seater planes all on this one island <sighs> um but but one of the most important things that's there is that the uh the grover house is so here's here's a here's a shocking there. thing. This is a piece of internet lore that either I knew and forgot, or just never knew, and I don't know anything about this. I'm sorry. What we have talked about this IRL? Have we? Yes. You know that you and I have been drunk a lot together, so there's a very good chance. Sure. Once again, like I mean, we could have talked about this, and I just don't remember. So what what is Grover? Okay. House? Wow. Wow. Okay, this is weird because I was like, "Oh, this is a good bit. I can let Ryan explain this bit." No, I, I legit. I, I'm even scrolling through the photos of Grover House right now, and I am okay. completely at a loss for what it is I'm even looking at. And this is so, so weird. Yeah, I should know. Basically, this. it refers to a something awful thread. Um, putting a note in this that we should come back to and do a something awful one of these podcasts. I think that'll be our. I really want to do the something awful nine eleven thread. I talk. I talk about that a lot. But there's. I mean, there's a lot of threads on something awful. I would like to do. So. I mean, some, something awful is is like low key one of the most influential things on the internet that no one knows about. You know, what we, we should, should do. We should get into that. We should, as white guys, write a book about how something awful defined the internet because <laughs> I feel like no one's thought about that yet. That's true. Yeah. yeah, no one's thought of that. All right. So this is a 2002 something awful thread, which basically this guy known only as Grover just says, hey, I bought a house. You know, this is uh, 2002, so this is post 9-11, but it's still easy to buy houses, and it's just fun to get a house. Uh, and he's the guy, He's the sort of guy who thinks that he can add an extension to a house <laughs> uh, by just knowing, just having an instinct of saying, I'm just going to add a bit more to this house, and it's super easy. Like, you know, what, what goes into a house? Some wood? It's fine. Yeah, you just add more house to the house seems easy to me sure so he opens with the design and he just drops into this thread and says like hey i'm, I'm just going to keep you guys updated on what i'm doing on my house uh he does the original initial design in ms paint which is amazing i'm looking i'm looking at the plans of this in ms paint right now it is lit- it looks like what he's done is just taken the house and copied it again onto the house yeah that's what he's done yeah yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm, I'm he's also he's also he's just he's just red spray on the on the area in front of it to make the driveway look nice as well. Yes. Yes. I'm noticing that as well. It's a good texture effect that he's added there. Okay. I mean, the Sims is around at this point. Surely he used the Sims. 
Um, but yeah, so he is. He then is going to add this entire room, but rather than kind of, it basically looks like how if you if you gave a child the ability to build a house and just said, "Hey, what do you put here?" They'd go, I don't know, like the stairs go there, or or the roof goes there, and just fills it with wood. So what he does is rather than you know building it correctly, just oh god sorry all of these photos whenever you look at these photos it's just it's haunting because he's like okay so i'm gonna put stairs in but rather than like having the stairs support in any way they're just like freestanding between two spots and then he has like a thing at one side and a a thing at the top of the stairs and a thing at the bottom of the stairs and that's the stairs just done uh then you know he needs something to to go like next to the stairs so you don't fall off them. so he uses he uses some just like what looks like chicken wire (laughs) <laughs> um, and then as you go through you discover that like rather than kind of building a, you know a frame for the house or construction for or, or really just checking with anyone who knows how to do any sort of construction he's just said alright oh, what you do with a house is like you put four posts up and then you put things between them and then that's a house right? I mean in a certain way yes right? No please don't build a house like that. I mean what's crazy though is that like it is totally clear that this is a super dangerous, insane house that isn't up to code in any way, but also the amount of like the amount of professional it looks like like he's he's clearly like LARPing building a house. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like he's seen a lot of pictures of houses being built and has gone, okay, this is how you do it. Yeah, he's like, Oh, I've... Which is like really peak two thousand internet. Yeah, he's like, Oh, I've seen houses before. I can do that. <laughs> yeah and yeah and there's just there's chunks of it so he he one point he puts some uh he puts like a siding on the house which i think is is like a plastic siding which you guys use for some reason you cover your houses in plastic yeah we do that sure uh but then he grills near it he gets his barbecue out puts the grill near it and melts the side of the house off <laughs> um yeah, then he he yeah, continues to build it. Then you can see these things where he like gets a bit more complicated with the design and stuff. But everything he does is just like is wrong, like uncomfortably wrong. So, for example, in his kitchen, all the kitchen cabinets are actually the kitchen cabinets are like, oh, these are kind of okay. But then the bit one cabinet, he he needs to make extra space for where the uh, I'm going to say cooker hood. I don't know what you guys call that. Yeah, the hood, the hood. Yeah, the hood. Yeah, okay. We need to make space for that, so he just lifts the whole cabinet up. So for some reason, this one bit just has like a lump sticking out, but it doesn't meet flush with the ceiling. So there's just this weird gap in it. I'm also noticing that the kitchen goes to a certain level and then goes down because he didn't match the floor heights of the the addition and the normal house. No, he did not. Wow. Uh, You should also notice in that kitchen photo that there are nine plug sockets. Yeah, there's so many plugs. Yep. Uh, so that's that's inexplicable. But then what happened was, as he went on with his thread, like people would went, "Ha, this is quite funny," and then we're like, "Ha, you're going to kill yourself." Yeah, no, it's, like it's water, it's electricity, it's all bad things. Uh, obviously, he refused to listen to them, argued with them, uh, and yeah, got in, uh, yeah, just got in a fight with them continually, uh, and then it just uh, everything. So I will put this in our show notes. Yeah, but I found a. <laughs> I found an imager folder that has 2,671 images of Grover House. And I have a couple threads that will walk you through the whole thing. 
it yeah, is perfect truly breathtaking it is a truly it's, it's one of these things that as you watch it just somehow each one gets a little bit worse but so slowly you're just like wait why is that oh oh i see what's happened there uh, are you familiar with the book house of leaves by mark z danieluski i am not it's also uh uh, a point of a of a song by a band called Snowing, who are kind of like a good emo band. I want to check them out. Anyways, uh, House of Leaves is a book about a family that moves into a house and they discover that the house is slightly bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. So, like, they measure okay. the house and it's there's more area inside of it and then things get weirder from there. My friend Mark claims that when he read it in college... He finished it, took it out to his backyard, dug a hole, and then buried it because he was so frightened by the book. Grover House <laughs> is like the same but inverse. So instead of like a house terrorizing people with like non-Euclidean geometry and like psychological horror, it's a man terrorizing a house with non-Euclidean geometry and psychological horror. That is that is about correct. There's this one photo in it which really haunts me, which is that he has this like everything about it is just off. Also, though, it's got this, it's got that, got that very McMansion feel. Yes. Where it's, it's like he's where, building a McMansion that is fucked up and crazy. <laughs> but, but, it, but the McMansion's already fucked up. Yes. Because there's already, it's already got the thing where it's like, oh, what we're going to do is put this circular window next to this square window, next to this other window that's offset for reasons that are unclear. Yes. Uh, and it's already bad. But there's one photo which haunts me, which is the this photo of the stairs. And the front of the stairs have taken off, so the steps uh, have been taken off. And for some reason, under each step, he's put insulation. Yeah. So like fiberglass insulation. Yeah, like a lot which, of it. And I don't know why. Which is no, yeah. It's like I don't know why he's trying to insulate his stairs. I just <laughs> which I, also which, which there's not any. It's not the stairs go to the outside. The stairs go to the ground. Right. In the same room. Right. And he's just he's just insulating his stairs. I mean, he also, wants a he, vent. he wants warm stairs, baby. Like, how can you how can you say no to that? They'll be colder though, because yeah, they won't. Yeah, they will. The heat won't. Yeah. The whole house will but be then, colder because he's blocking also, the heat. Also, at the bottom of the stairs is a window. So as you go straight down the stairs, there's a reasonably low window immediately in front of you. Uh, and he has children. And children run downstairs and then hit the wall opposite. So he's got like a week before one of those children goes through, goes through that window. It's The whole thing is, is just, yeah, it's just batshit. And it is an amazing testament to the idea of someone... Um, a lot, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. Like he knows just enough, right, to start this project, but not enough to know how much he really does not know. It, it almost like okay. So you know what's crazy is when you first mentioned Grover House, I like did some really really brief research because I've been running around all week, and to an untrained eye, I was like, oh, what's weird about this? <laughs> and then you start like looking and digesting mentally what you're looking at, and you're like. Oh no! So, yeah, everything in it is is just slightly wrong and gets more wrong the longer you look at it. Anyway, you can visit that in Flight Simulator, which was released this week. Enjoy. <laughs> Let's talk about witches. Yeah. Luke, did you ever go through like a witchcraft spooky phase as a tween? Uh, no, I'm British. We drank cider in the park. Okay. So I grew up next to Salem, Massachusetts. So like everyone- You gotta have a spooky phase. Yeah. And everyone I know went through that period between like eighth grade 
and halfway through freshman year where you was, was it, isn't hp lovecraft from your neck of the woods yeah he actually wrote it he wrote a story about my town um coming together to kill an outsider which is actually very similar to like the real town so that makes sense i mean yeah he's also he's super racist so it makes sense he's from your bit of the country well uh, as people are now discovering thanks to the hbo show uh lovecraft country which is phenomenal yes my part of the country is very racist even though they like to pretend they're not um but yeah so i i i went i didn't go through a spooky phase but i dated a girl who was into witchcraft and believed that she could see ghosts and that was like not particularly notable because i live next to i lived next to salem which is like a town that has just decided that everyone there is going to be a goth which I actually appreciate. I think more talent should pick a subculture and just be like, that's our thing. Did I say this that's exact true. sentence last week? I might have. No, I don't recall it. Okay. But I also don't recall much of what we recorded last week because it was too hot. As someone, yeah, no, as someone who literally is in the show and then spends several hours <laughs> editing the show, you would think that I would have an encyclopedic knowledge of everything we've, we say during the show, but yet, gun to my head, could not tell you, especially last week. Um, so, okay. So, like, uh, when did you, like, first notice, like, witches on the internet? When was, like, your, when, when were you, like, oh, there's witches on the internet moment? I mean, kind of as I said it, like, witches, it's been a thing for thousands of years. Uh, but I think that the internet has changed it from a, I guess, a kind of religion slash subculture to a, I'm trying to think the best way to describe it. I would want to describe it as, like, a craft like it's almost a hobby rather like than, the, than a subculture. Like the craft. Yeah, literally. Like it is. It is the craft. But that that some is that of, is kind of what if it, some kind of witchcraft. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> like lots of things are craft. It crafts, but it's like it's like it's like carpentry. In fact, Grover should have been a witch. Like then he would have done less damage to himself and his family. Oh uh, well. What if what if Grover was a witch? And he was casting like a very complex spell that requires you to defile a house. Yeah, I hope he did what he wanted. But in terms of the internet, I think what happened was it feels like probably 2012, 2013. And it feels like it came through Tumblr as, you know, most of the good stuff does or did not so much anymore but it was it was it was very aesthetic. It was that was kind of my first understanding of it in the early early internet. I I suspect no, I'm, I'm almost 100% certain there were – so, like, MySpace didn't have very good um, community organizing tools, but people built their own versions. Like, web rings were a thing, and, like, there were live journal communities, and I'm pretty sure witches were pretty big. Like, I sort of think, like, people have been using the internet for witchcraft since the very beginning of the internet, but at least in my own experience, I think when that, like, goth wave hit – myspace there was a new generation of like online witches being born but then they sort of died out a little bit and then i do think you're right that they came back with tumblr or witchblur which is what it started to be called that makes sense yeah no it it was one of those things that you know it it never quite dies out no matter how many witches you burn (laughs) Uh, um which by the way we should probably take this moment to talk about like witchcraft is an inherently female thing uh it has been Throughout history, the obvious thing that everyone knows is that, you know, women were burnt for being witches because they did any number of other things that were generally considered bad by society at the time. But yeah, I think what we're specifically talking about on this episode is kind of the online presentation of witchcraft. Yes. Uh, rather than people... If people if people want to practice if people want to practice witchcraft uh like 
that's and it works for them and they're not hurting anyone go for it do whatever you want that's that's totally fine uh it is very much kind of the way that witchcraft has became popular on the internet but then had a presentation certain presentation on the internet which is also kind of exploited for clout and for views yes i mean i also want to add to your advisory that like being a witch is a real religion and wiccan is real and like in terms of religions being real and it is a serious thing the internet though i think around i think around the time that tumblr exploded the witch community there was a shift in the way like witchcraft zodiacs astrology and just like general spiritual spooky shit started to become as you called it, like an aesthetic and it became i think more pronounced as platforms became more solid so like there was a there's definitely like a because like you know everything on the internet is a zodiac now because like we sure. use programs that want to like put us into categories and like that's how they thrive um as two people who survived the making quizzes (laughs) making quizzes for content era um we know that that is very real um and so it is it is interesting that there is this dynamic where you have real witchcraft you have like fringe not quite real witchcraft and then you have like i bought a big black hat and i'm gonna put on instagram and tag it like witch and those three and things that happen where, simultaneously. Yeah, exactly. And also where chokers and uh, like a lot of nature things. All right, don't get like too don't get too to horny it. just Sorry. describing women on Instagram, Luke. All right, chill we, out. You can describe them. <laughs> are you familiar? So this this to me is like the moment where I was like, okay, witches are a thing and they're real. Uh, on the internet, which is Bone Gazi. Are you familiar with Bone Gazi? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're going to have to explain Bone Gazi again because it's such an incredible story. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. So, for those of you listening who do not know about Bone Gazi, Bone Gazi happened on Tumblr around December 2015. A user named Pastel Prouvaire accused another user called Little Fucking Monster of stealing human bones from a cemetery in Louisiana. The post reads, PSA, Tumblr user Little Fucking Monster is stealing human bones from cemeteries in Louisiana. Please don't let them get away with this and spread the word slash signal boost. And then... This is also so amazing because it was the time when like call-out posts were such a thing on Tumblr, and usually a call-out post was, hey, this person uh, is being offensive about this tv show and making jokes that that like we don't like and then out of nowhere this one appears it's like hey this person's stealing bones <laughs> a lot of people were pretty convinced that it wasn't real uh there was a lot of like where's the proof that this happened you got to back this sort of thing up um and then in march of 2016 about four months later the new orleans advocate published an interview and in that interview, it was revealed that police did conduct a raid and search the home of a woman named Ender Darling in January, and they discovered 11 bones and four teeth. According to court documents, I'm now reading from Know Your Meme. According to court documents, investigators also subpoenaed all correspondence from Darling's Facebook profiles, which mounted to more than 11,000 pages of information. And they suggested that Darling had obtained bones from a graveyard starting all the way back in November 2015. 
So that that was grave robbing. It's literal grave robbing. Like that's such a, a retro crime. Yeah, and it was obviously to put a cap on the entire incident. It was nicknamed Bone Gazi, which is a very 2015 reference um, to Ben Gazi. Yeah, who, who, who even remembers that anymore? I mean, there, I feel like there are still like those like weird, like 35 year old social media managers for like really boring publications that like to still do the Ben Gazi tweet and they'll like drop it every six months and be like, yeah, hell yeah, yeah I, I love memes. do you do you have any sort of like notable witch moments that you remember being like oh wow this is like a thing i mean the thing that i really remember was and it was a little bit after this because it kind of opened the uh, the door to the idea of there being there being like oh there's a witch community online uh and i think that was also kind of how it, it changed out the presentation of it because well previously it was much more like this is my personal thing that i do uh, the way that platforms start to work meant that they started to, yeah, people start to form communities. It's still the case now that there are there are chunks of communities on basically every social media platform, uh, and one of them was was witchcraft. And as a result, it kind of drifted into a combination of like it drifted from kind of a a I guess a Wiccan thing originally into being a an identity, uh, and that identity. <sighs> morphed into and there are a few outlets that did this uh vice is the one that jumps out in my head which i think at the time is broadly mainly doing it obviously that broadly has been rolled into vice now uh but they had an extended period of doing kind of advice for witches for aspiring witches which was just explaining like the religion as a uh explaining the concept as yeah as though it were real there was a ton of like digital media outlets that were hiring like essentially witchcraft correspondents or people who's like you know wrote three posts a week and two of them about witchcraft because they couldn't hire a witchcraft correspondent so they hired like a, a someone to do a culture correspondent and there was like well your thing is witchcraft and yeah because that was how these people shared on the internet at the time uh that was how you got views you you could just write stuff for witches and every time it would it would, it would go like and that was that was the thing well it, i think it goes back to this thing that i i think is maybe the the main core of this show and what we're trying to interrogate with it which is that a thing happens on the internet with a bunch of people the algorithms inside of platforms or the people who run platforms realize that this thing can bring people together bringing people together is good financially for the platform people start getting grouped into this like aesthetic or into this subculture or into this like mindset. And then the digital media companies that kind of live like those little fish that swim under the arms of sharks or whales or whatever, and like (laughs) eat their garbage, the digital media companies go like, Oh, we immediately need to hire a bunch of people to cover this thing that like only exists because like an AI happened to realize that more than a hundred people care about it. Almost every single time, the person that gets stuck covering the weird thing that only exists for six months is always a young woman. And I feel like the witchcraft boom of like 2015 to 2019 is like, or 20, 2015 to 2017, 18, 18, it was like the perfect distillation of this thing where it's like, well, there's a new thing that platforms care about. And I guess like we're just going to throw the, like a, a, a bunch of 23 year old women at it. But I do think there's a certain irony in doing that with witchcraft content because like, it's not it's not like cottagecore. It's not like a flash in the pan. It's a thing like you said earlier, which has been around for like 400 years. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it also just because just so many people are producing content, so many people are reading content, the community also gets stronger, which is the thing. It's not like a normal sub, subculture that used to exist in the, well, I guess in the 1990s when a band would come out and everyone for a while would wear 
leather jackets and skinny jeans and pretend to be in the strokes. I like, mean, I still dress like that. Sure. Yeah. No, some of us never left that time. <laughs> um, but, but you know, everyone, everyone finds their subculture at some point and picks it, but that's kind of the thing. Like it happens for a year or two. And then suddenly, you know, a few years later, you're kind of looking back and it being like, that was a weird moment. Right. I'm not sure why we all did that, but with stuff like this, you can end up kind of, you keep going down the same route and then basically unless your life significantly changes which which it does sometimes you know you move you have to get you get a new job and suddenly you're doing something else and you can't spend as much time looking at which content on the internet <laughs> um that subculture you know it doesn't necessarily grow it probably grows slowly but it, it's more the case that you're thinking constantly about it it's the same as a lot of um well a lot of stan cultures i think um have have a similar thing where people just you know you can tweet more and more about whatever your favorite band is because you keep finding more people who are also into it right uh and it's a similar thing actually interestingly which i, I always kind of bring this up somewhere but it, it's similar to what's happened with football in the uk which is that because so many people tweet about it you end up having this kind of people end up with this weird online fandom that isn't really linked to the games or, or anything at all it is just essentially whining about it on twitter but it's the same thing of because you don't break out of it into other, into other, in, into the rest of your life. Football's probably a little bit different because you know you can talk about IRL as well, but it's a similar. It's a similar pattern. Are you saying that being a football fan is like being a, in a witch coven? Yeah, essentially. Okay. Um, a quick aside: my family last year, uh, the day after Thanksgiving, like Black Friday, we went to a psychic in Salem, Massachusetts to get our fortunes read because my dad is becoming like very mystical in his like retirement. Sure. Uh, which is a weird... What, what, did, what did the psychic say about 2020? You know what? She didn't fucking predict coronavirus and I'm still mad weird, about it. Weird. She told, me, she told me that... She told me three things. She said I was going to get a promotion at my job, which LOL on that nope. one. She <laughs> said that I was going to meet the person I would fall in love with in the next six months and marry them. And she also said... Um, that I should buy a new guitar because I would be playing a lot of music live. And it's like, lady, <laughs> like, I don't know what, like whatever branch of reality you were looking at, but like that future didn't happen. Um, so yeah, something, something went sideways there. I think, so I think because I went to the psychic, like that's why oh, that's interesting. we're in the bad Part now because I right. looked into the future and like fucked with stuff I shouldn't have been fucking with. That was that was the branching realities moment. Exactly. She did convince me to buy a book about how to combat psychic energy. Um, and she did tell me that Has I... Has that worked? So I didn't take her advice. She told me that I was supposed to put salt... This is why it's all gone wrong. Dude, I know, I know, I know. She told me to put salt in the bathtub and stand in the salt every night to get all of the negative energy out of me and I didn't do it. And I feel like that's what caused the coronavirus. Probably. Have you ever seen an emoji spell? I mean, I've seen emojis arranged in an order that makes it look like someone is attempting to be mystical with them. I have been Twitter hexed. I I had a, a bunch of stands of i think i've talked about this before on this show but it was stands of the work wait can i guess who can i guess who this this they were stands of yeah sure okay was it lana del rey no <sighs> i will say though i i have had lana del rey fans come after me and that is fucking awful they are they are horrible um 
No, I don't actually mean it. I love Lana Del Rey. Please don't do this to me. Please don't come after <laughs> me again. Um, no. Anyway, so you're just saying about how much you thought Taylor Swift was evil? Like, well, no. Well, uh, so these were. I've ta- I definitely have talked about this on the show before, but these were stands of uh, Michael Schur comedies. Oh yes, okay, yeah, no, you have mentioned. Yeah, this. and they hexed me in Aramaic. That's like their big thing is they'll they'll tweet at you right. in ancient Latin or in Aramaic, and I think you did a breakdown of the Latin tweet. Yeah, no, that's right. But this is why this is why this is kind of weird because, like, for one, Aramaic is just a normal language, and it's super weird to take a real language and pretend it's evil. Right. I mean, it would be like it would be like it would be like casting a spell at somebody in Welsh. Sure, Aramaic. Oh, because right, because Aramaic is kind of is chunks of it have ended up as Hebrew. So yeah. Oh well, okay. Then there you go. I don't think the spell worked. I'm not going to test fate by saying it didn't work. That's for goddamn sure. But I don't notice. Well, my life was already pretty horrible. Oh wait, the spell was (laughs) the spell was about six months ago, and my life is much more worse off than it was six months ago. So maybe the spell did work. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, Either way, I'm sorry that I made fun of. uh, I feel like you've racked up too many curses. I feel like it's like that thing in The Simpsons where Mr. Burns goes to the doctor and all the diseases are trying to get through the door of his veins at the same time, like Three Stooges Syndrome. But it's me and I'm just full of so much bad energy, like spiritual energy that I am technically uncursable because all the curses are interacting and blocking each other. I feel like you're missing the key part of that, which is even a slight breeze could kill him, which is clearly what happened about seven months ago. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Uh, but once again, Vice has an entire guide for how to cast spells using emoji from 2015. And it's written without, uh, from what I can tell, a single uh, bit of irony or um, it's just like here are the emojis to put together to cast. Uh, I mean, maybe it's ironic. I really can't tell. Um it's really hard because reading like stuff from 2015, the tone is now, I'm so, yeah, I don't think it's ironic, but I also can't, maybe, maybe irony was different then. Irony was different then. I mean, because it had been co-opted by Nazis, but um, sure. like the entire concept of being ironic, I think has shifted quite a bit since then. I remember being in like editorial meetings in 2014, 2015 and talking about which content and it was taken pretty seriously but i do think there was like maybe not a like a smirk about it but there was definitely like a sense of fun about it yeah i think there was there was definitely a bit of that because witchcraft also took us like weird detour into almost wellness and that's kind of what that emoji piece feels like yeah it's 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 basically self-care it's it's casting spells as self-care which like i mean that's just what religion is like it's just self-care by repeating stuff over and over again in a certain place, you know, makes sense to me. But it is interesting that we are in now like a, if I can, if I can be the one to go deep into history here, um, one of my favorite like things to think about is like the newsletter, the physical newsletter boom of the early 1900s, late 1800s, early 1900s, where all of a sudden the printing press became really cheap. So people could just like publish whatever they wanted. Yeah. And it did cause a rise in both fascism and occultism. And I think that like a very similar thing is happening right now with the internet where like people can publish whatever they want and all of a sudden everyone's a fascist and everyone's a witch. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, we also have kind of created, um, you know, secular religions because as 
QAnon as a secular religion, essentially. True. I mean, I would love to see a battle between witches and QAnon because I would definitely be on the witches' side. Sure, of course. Of course. Witches have been broadly positive. Like, there have been good moments of witches. I would actually say the Bone Thief is the exception that proves the rule. Like, it was notable because, like, most online witches are totally chill. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you go to TikTok now, which I think is the best place for witchcraft, which I think is also... TikTok has a particularly interesting kind of role in these sort of new communities because it's one of the few ways in that it is both inherently very aesthetic because they're short, but has enough content customizability uh, that you can also add essentially information as well. Like you can do a 30 second video on TikTok better and easier than you can on Twitter or Tumblr or anything like that and make it work so you can explain here is my spell, here's how to cast x thing here's advice for for witches while also being clearly like quite aesthetic because you've only got to run it for 30 seconds yeah and i also think it kind of comes back to what you and i were talking about during our cottagecore episode which is that any sort of aesthetic will be uploaded into you know tiktok system and it will become something else and then and also every time there's a new social network we go through this process of redoing all of internet culture at once. So like every time there's a new platform, we all have to go through every single meme and every single trend that we've ever gone through or care about and like reinvent them for this new platform. It's sort of what makes being an internet user in 2020 so confusing. Yeah, and kind of like, I remember doing this before. I'm sure this has happened and lo and behold, it has happened before. Right, exactly. Have you seen any like of witch talk as it's called? I mean, yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Uh, the iconic moment of witch talk being what happened last month when uh, witch TikTok witches cursed the moon. All right, uh, let's do this. So let's get it. Let's get into this. So yeah, let's do it. I think the whole world discovered that the moon had been hexed by teen witches uh, thanks to. Well, I discovered because the moon, the moon turned green. Oh no, that's just be- because like England is cursed, not because the moon oh, right, is right, cursed. Right. Um, okay. So Twitter user Hey Adora tweeted a now iconic thread in internet history, which was, what's going on with the moon? A thread because everyone is confused. I want to stop and say, my favorite thing on the internet is when someone does like the digital equivalent of burst through the door and assume that everyone knows what they're talking about and just blurt out something that is just complete gibberish. I mean, this is it, but this is the the entire thing of how these cultures form and reinforce each other and so become this self-sustaining thing where you think that everyone's talking about the same thing. And suddenly you discover that actually, you know, it's like the same hundred people who are faving all of your tweets. They're the only ones. But it's so insane that the small number of people who follow you for something else are like, sorry, what is happening here? And then it exactly gets out of, it gets out of your, your bubble. I also want to point out that this account is a fan account for the She-Ra character Catra. So, sure. Which is short for Catradora, which would explain the, the username. Okay. So the tweet continues. Basically, in the past few days, a group of fresh baby witches decided to band together and hex the Fae and then the moon, and they did. They're now planning to hex the sun too. <sighs> well, that'd be good because that would help climate change. Or make it worse. We don't know what these baby witches are going to do. They don't know how to control their powers. Okay. That's true. So, mu- so next you might be asking, what's a hex? Well, thankfully, Hey Adora has the answer. What's a hex? 
A hex is essentially spell work that is a collection of negative energy and is directed to someone something or a group of someone somethings. These are intended to have negative effects and cause harm to them and their lives. These baby witches specifically stemmed from witch talk or witch TikTok. I feel like the, the explanation of the, the hexing, I'm like, that kind of will make sense to me. Like, okay, you hex people and then they're talking about, yeah, essentially what happens with witches. The bit that really goes sideways for me is one of the seats halfway through the thread when she starts with next up the moon thing yeah so this is a great way to bring this up i'm I'm glad you got i'm I'm glad you brought that up so uh, next up the moon thing after hexing the fey which um is some sort of uh celtic non-human fairy creature uh, which is in it's vo- a set of creatures. I'm sorry. Yeah. So after hexing the fae, v- Vice has Vice from 2015 has a great explainer on the fae. Are they are they chill? Or are they cool? Like what's their? Uh, they're a group of like fairies. Okay. Have you, okay. Uh, well, apparently after hexing the fae, this group of newbie witches decided to hex the moon. And why does this matter? Well, according to Heyodora, well for witches, I should, I should point out at this point she calls the moon a planet. Not a planet. It's a satellite. Well, either way, for witches, according to Heodora, the moon is integral to their work. Most notably, it fuels spells and provides power. And you shouldn't disrespect the moon. So here's... The thread goes on for quite a while. Um, and obviously, eventually involves a Discord server because like everything on the internet eventually involves a Discord server. Here's what I don't understand about this entire thing. And maybe you do understand, but I don't. Why? Did they hex the moon? Like, of all the things to hex, like why did they? Why did the? Why did they be like we should hex the moon? I mean, that's that's kind of asking the question, and the answer is, I think, because it's there. I mean, as with all of these things, like because I can. Why does anyone do anything on the internet? Because you can. Yeah, I guess so. The thing that raises bigger questions for me is. Look, the the witchcraft up to this point has been based in the Celtic understanding of the Fae and various um, minor deities. But then for some reason, they decide that the moon is ruled by Artemis and the sun is ruled by Apollo, who are Greek gods. And I don't understand how they are... They're mixing two mythologies here in a way that, that makes me frustrated. Well, because so the fae, you, can't, you, can't mix, you can't mix your mythologies. That's not how this works. Well, I think that is how this works, right? Because like the Fae are Celtic... And then apparently Artemis and Apollo control the sun and the moon. And if you're pagan, I don't think it really matters. It does. It does. Of course it matters. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, like this Greek god, this Roman god, this Celtic god. You can't? I thought that was god. how you got Roman gods is they just brought in all the Greek gods and renamed them. And like, well, that's... okay, Rome, Rome, Rome and Greek have, have a lot of links. But you can't be like, okay, yeah, I subscribe to uh, Odin, Artemis, Anubis, and... Aries. You can't like ship those, those are all costs, I think. You can't ship Anubis and a leprechaun? A leprechaun's not a leprechaun's not even Celtic. Isn't it? No. A leprechaun's like a a, a folklore thing. Not a not a not a mythology thing. Oh. So but you didn't answer my question. Can I ship a leprechaun and an Anubis? I, I, I mean you can't like get Anubis <laughs> to curse a leprechaun. Like No, no, I just want them to hang out. I think it'd be cool. I mean, yeah, sure, but you can't you can't like try and use a fey hex to curse a Greek god. It doesn't make any sense. Well, if anything, I feel like a fey hex just isn't the amount of firepower you would need to hex a Greek god because you're talking about a Greek. Like, if you're gonna go like, 
okay, let's let let's talk about like Thor, right? So Thor is a Norse god, and yes. Thanos is a Titan, which is like a god level ish alien. You know, there are actually Titans in Greek mythology. Yes. And also in the comic books, there is a Hercules in the Marvel Universe, and he does interact with Thor. And they're not exactly on the same level, because I think Thor is slightly stronger than Hercules. All I'm trying to say is, I don't think a fae could take on... Hercules isn't a god. He's a demigod. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Oh, this is confusing. Okay, wait. What I'm trying to say is, I don't think a fae is on the same power tier as a Greek god. I don't think... They're not even in the same universe. They're not in the same universe. This is. This is I, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get you to understand this. This is. This is them saying, you know, this is Batman versus Iron Man. Is well, what's that did happen in the Amalgam crossover, uh, where you ended up with Batman fusing with Wolverine. That was pretty fine. cool. Okay. Okay. Shadow Claw. Ba- I think his name was. It is. It is Batman versus Doctor Manhattan. But that does happen because Doctor Manhattan is now part of the D- the DC universe. He got brought in. How is he part of the? And in fact, uh, and in fact, Christ. in one of the most okay. recent Batman. The Joker as Batman fuses with Dr. Manhattan to become a Dr. Manhattan Joker Batman. Okay, it is Batman versus Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Oh, well, I would love to see that cuz like I bet you they wouldn't get along at first, but they'd they'd get a, they'd get But they're not in the same universe. It would make no sense. It would be annoying. I mean, I think that's I think that's fun and I think that maybe these witches maybe that's a cool thing that they're doing as they're saying it's all it's all up in the air. We can do we can we can do whatever we want to with this thing. Like let's go crazy. Okay. Um sure. I mean I, I don't know. They hex the moon and I don't I I blame lockdown for this. I feel like I feel like everyone lost their minds a bit. It's true. I mean there I think there's also a tradition now where like a thing like basically the American news cycle will eventually get to witch like to to the witch response so you'll have like the witches against trump the witches for black lives matter like there's there's just sort of like a moment now in the american news cycle where the witches will come in and we'll all be like okay the witches are doing this and i think young kids have probably like seen the last five to ten years of online witch content being in the mainstream or just like yeah like let's hex the moon because we're bored in, in lockdown and we have to go to zoom school all day i mean yeah i guess that makes sense but you know, you can't hex a Greek god with Celtic magic. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you can do it on TikTok. There's a really nice match with this because one of my favorite posts of British internet of all time is the Sick of the Moon post. Please, please, please do it because I, I think it's fantastic. Please, please yeah. tell tell everyone about this post because it's fantastic. It's from a guy from on Facebook who I'm, I'm, again, probably fake. I'm not going to get into it, but I uh, know Dennis, Dennis Jedson. Why can't we store all our nuclear waste on the moon? Get rid of the waste from this planet and it'll eventually melt the moon and get rid of it that way. <laughs> Someone says, you can't melt the moon. Radioactivity is not hot. Dennis Jedson, what do you want about everything melts? I mean, yeah. Then a large, a large picture of the moon and the caption, fucking sick of it, get rid of it. <laughs> but this is, this, is, this is like the same thing where it's like, he has in medias rest of his own story just been like, yeah, that'll get rid of the moon. And everyone's like, why do you want to get rid of the moon? And like, this is clearly something that's been bothering him for a while. And he's just, he's finally just launched into Doesn't it. Like the moon. Let's get rid of the moon. Yeah, exactly. Like he should have been a baby witch. Then maybe he could have hexed it and would have, would have, would have dealt with it. Yeah. I, I like the moon. I think the moon is chill. I don't like the sun so much. I, I'm okay with the sun now. I was not a fan of the sun last week. The sun now I'm, I'm okay with. 
I just think in general, like the moon is cooler. The moon is more cool than the sun. Okay, I'm not going to rank celestial bodies by their coolness. Any last notes on witches on the internet? No, that's all my thoughts on witches. I think witches. Any others? I think witches are cool. I think my I think my parting thoughts on witches is that they're cool. Yeah, I'll go with that. I think witches are good. Um, I think they usually they seem fun. They they keep to themselves. They seem, yeah, they seem broadly to to be nice to each other and to people outside their community. So yeah, yeah, model community. And like, they're actually probably the least weird of any like really old internet subcultures. Like, you know, they're not like stealing. Well, for the most part, they're not like stealing blood from blood banks like vampires, or they're not like one one bone stealer is like you know what subculture doesn't have that. Everyone's had a subculture that's stolen some bones. And let's be real, like, Tumblr was going to produce a bone thief. The fact that it was a yeah. witch could have been any subculture. It could have been a Homestuck fan. It could have been... I'm amazed it wasn't Hyenakin. Okay. All right, so um, I assume that you haven't been practicing your witchcraft this week. Um, so what content have you been consuming to stay sane? Well, uh, I'm helping potty train and crate train a small dog. Uh, she is nine weeks old and her name is Primrose. And I mean, that's good content. Good content. Nice dog. Last night was the first night that she slept the whole night and did not exciting. poop in my bedroom, which is great. She pooped in your bed? No, no, she didn't poop in my bedroom last night. She has pooped okay. in my bedroom before, but she didn't last night. Has she pooped in your bed before? No, she she's too tiny to get up on the bed. Right, okay. But I do live in constant fear of like getting up and stepping in a bunch of dog shit, but it has not happened yet. <laughs> uh, this goes back to my theory of shit, of my fear of shitting my own bed. So, you know, it makes sense. Yes, of course. Um, so, I mean, that's content. I mean, in a certain way, I'm experiencing like the adolescent. I mean, everything is content. Yeah, it, what is... Content, if not the adolescence of a small dog. Um, Lovecraft County, very good. Highly recommend it. One episode in, but Jesus Christ, that show. What a, what, what a, a, just a tremendous thing. And then also, I read through, like, so much Reddit user history of this one user that has been updating the R popping subreddit on the state of, like, her foot infection for two years. Oh, Jesus yeah, it's really, she's a long time to have an infection. She's she's had like eight surgeries on her foot and she keeps sending updates to the the popping subreddit, which is the subreddit for people who want to watch videos of cysts being popped or like acne being popped, which I uh, am no. a big fan of. And so this user, yeah, she like has just been letting everybody know about the status of her foot. Her name's Slamhood and I've been like following her story. It's really sad, but like also incredibly captivating. And like full of insanely disgusting pictures of her infected foot. That is, but all of her updates are really okay. upbeat, and all of all all of her updates end with like "slam hood out," and it's just like this really horrific update about her foot. And then because like the foot got infected, and then walking became hard, and then she like hurt her back from not being able to walk properly, and then she had to get yeah, that do it spinal surgery. It's just. It was. It, I read it before bed last night, and it was just like it was a real trip. Um, That's a terrible thing to read before bed. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's uh, that's that's disgusting. <laughs> Luke, what type I, of content? I can't, I can't, I can't wait to go read it immediately. Yeah, after yeah, this yeah. Show. exactly, exactly. Luke, what kind of infected foot content are you consuming to stay sane this week? I've not been infected foot content, but I did listen to most of a podcast over the weekend uh, called uh, "Winds of Change." 
What's that about? Have you, have you heard of this? Sounds like a, it sounds like a Nazi thing. Uh, the opposite, in fact. Oh. Uh, so it is about a band from the uh, 70s, 80s, 90s called Scorpions. Okay. Um, and their, their hit song, Winds of Change. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's about how this song may or may not have been written for them by the CIA as part of a... Oh, a ploy to get this song popular in Russia and oh, I culturally... have heard, I have heard of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, because it is it is fascinating because their their manager is a guy called Doc McGee who was a drug smuggler who worked with Manuel Noriega. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, this shit goes deep. But a few years after he was like doing that, he got caught up in a in a raid. Everyone else involved in it, like two hundred people all got like prison sentences he for some reason just got a suspended sentence okay and then immediately the next year organized a concert in the rush in the soviet union for all of his the bands on his roster which was part of a, a scheme that he set up called the it was called something ridiculous like the mind fixing scheme or whatever it was right. that's not it like it was it was like a make-a-wish scheme basically yeah um but it was like an anti-drugs thing anti the the, the anti-drugs and he, so he took his bands over there. His bands included, and then remember, this is an anti-drugs tour. Yeah. Motley Crue and Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, my two favorite straight edge bands. Yeah. Yeah. Super straight edge. Uh, but they go over there. And then immediately after this festival in the Soviet Union, the guy from Scorpions. And Scorpions, they're like, in the podcast, they refer to them as like a hard rock band or heavy metal band. I'm like, they're hair metal. I don't, do you guys have a hair metal term? Do we have the hair metal like, like the phrase hair metal. Oh yeah, of course. No, we have yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. So they're hair metal, and it's like, okay. But it's all their songs about, you know, like demons or girls. And that's like the two things. I mean, those are the some... only two things in life that matter. Yeah. yeah. But then he, he writes this suddenly, he comes out of this, he goes to the Soviet Union, and then suddenly they come out of this with a song written by the lead singer who doesn't write any of their songs. It's the only song he's ever big song he's ever written for the band. Uh all about like kind of politics and you know the failure of perestroika and stuff uh and it's like um hmm, that's that's weird where did where did that come from um yeah and it's this podcast kind of digging through like it seems weird and potentially likely that the cia were somehow involved in releasing this song it's fascinating is it a good song it's it's as good as you would expect a song written in the 1980s by, <laughs> by the CIA. a hair metal band. By the CIA. By a hair metal band from Hanover. <laughs> that was secret band the CIA to be. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, it became a huge song in um, uh, well, in, in the Soviet Union. Like It became like a symbol of the thing. I've just looked it up on YouTube and it has 780 million views. That's, that's all CIA... the cia CIA youtubers just promoting it that's all that is there must be there there must be cia influencers what there must be like influencers working right now for the cia right i mean yeah like if you were the cia you would want to get a yeah an influencer famous yeah that like must be a thing yeah okay before we go this week (laughs) um (laughs) an update on our patreon and what's coming because we uh have a lot of you now signed up and it's very exciting. Um, definitely a lot more. And we're very great. We're very grateful to all of you. We are. And it's, it's definitely been a, a really exciting thing. Um, and thank you all for supporting us. We will be dropping episodes of a bonus content mind show 
called Post Post Credit Scene. I th- will be starting the first week of September. Yep. And we'll be doing two bonus episodes a month to start. We'll obviously be upping the ante, you know, as we have more resources for the show. Uh, but the show will be the same dynamic as this, except it'll be me and Luke uh, most likely having very, very vicious arguments about franchise-related entertainment. Um, yeah. So, oh, I watched uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift last night. That movie is unbelievably good. <laughs> I mean, it's a Fast and Furious movie. They're all great. There's a great scene where one of the bad guys, he's got like bleached blonde hair and he's like one of the Japanese like gang members. He goes up yeah. to the, the main character and instead of spitting him in his face, he closes his fist and then spits into his fist while not breaking eye contact with the main character. And I was like, that is so weird and insane and also incredibly intimidating because it's like, you're not even good enough for me to spit on you. I mean, that's also, that's also very responsible in pandemic times. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good way to socially distance while also disrespecting somebody. Um, yeah. So yeah, it'll be like that. It'll be like the last couple minutes there of this show, but it'll be twenty to thirty minutes. Of that. And also, we should absolutely do all of the Fast and Furious movies. I absolutely think we should. Um, but we're, I think we're going to start with the DC universe. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Well, I actually, I think, I think we should start with the Game of Thrones season eight conversation. Should we just do one episode about season eight of Game of Thrones and then get that over with? Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah, I think we yeah. Okay. So then the Ryan versus Luke is Game of Thrones season eight. Good conversation. We'll be dropping the first week of September. And then after that, we will be launching into an exploration of the DC cinematic universe. And then from there, I guess we'll probably be doing fast and the furious movies. So it'll be, hell yeah. It'll be a very interesting six months of content for you guys. Have you seen, have you seen the, the, the rock spinoff one yeah it's so fucking good i saw it in theaters it's so it's so insane it's unbelievable this this yeah basically the mo- okay this is we're saving yeah, this yeah, for yeah. podcasts yeah, there's yeah, gonna be more yeah, good yeah, content yeah, yeah. Okay, like okay, this okay. luke do you have uh do you have any sort of final uh, uh thoughts for anybody or anything or anything to, to say um be a witch do crimes but not grave robbing yeah um hex stuff especially fascists but but leave, but leave the bones alone and leave the moon alone. Yeah, leave the moon alone. That's cool. Leave the moon alone, guys. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.